welcome back to another episode. Today we are joined by Anam, an e-learning teacher and content creator from Pakistan. We discuss the way Pakistan has handled COVID-19, including their lockdowns, vaccine passports, school shutdowns, and an increase in criminal activity, and more. Anam provides integral insight into how the Pakistan government has chosen to react and restrict movement throughout the pandemic. Her valuable input sheds light on a vastly different reaction to the pandemic than we have seen here in America. I hope you'll stick around. I'm your host, Christian Ashleman, and this is Bed Letter. If you enjoy the show, the best way to show your support is by heading over to bedletter.substack.com and subscribing. You'll be kept up to date on all new episode releases, as well as columns I write on a wide range of topics, from my thoughts and theories on expectations to the cr- some criticism of people who water their lawns in a drought. There's a lot to check out, and it's all over there. Another great way to help out is by sharing this episode with someone you know who you think might find it interesting. One share really does go a long way. The links to the Substack, my Twitter profile, and everything else can be found in the description of this episode. I should note before we dive in, I have written a column on this topic over on my Substack, reporting on much of what Anim and myself discuss in this episode. In that article, I've included links to many sources that materialize and reinforce much of what Anim explains. Additionally, I apologize for my hoarse voice throughout this episode. I was in the middle of a week at Disney World during this recording and lost my voice from screaming my head off on rides. But hey, we still get it done. I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, so I thought we could just start off by... Uh, you know, you introducing yourself and just, um, you know, so what's your name? You know, where, what do you have a job and, and where do you live at? Okay. So my name is Anam and, uh, I'm working with an e-learning project like, uh, electronic learning. We record lectures for students and then those lectures are uploaded on YouTube and, uh, I live in Lahore, Pakistan. Okay. So you you record like different uh, educational material and and help disseminate it and get it out to people who need it then? Yes. I teach social studies or uh, Pakistan studies and then those lectures are edited, animations are added, and then they are uploaded on YouTube for students because schools are closed due to COVID. And we are facilitating the students by providing them with the online material so that they can prepare for exams. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That is very cool. That is very noble work. That's good to good to keep that going for the students and stuff with COVID, you know, kind of shutting things down. Um, awesome. So, um, you know, obviously everywhere we look in every corner of the world, everybody's a kind of approaching COVID a little differently, right? Yeah. Um, and so 
I'm kind of just curious kind of what the, how Pakistan has approached. I really don't know much about it, how, how they've been approaching it over there. Um, kind of like what the masking rules are. And, you know, you, you were talking, you mentioned in your, on, on Twitter, you mentioned briefly just how, um, you know, like rules are for going out to public for, you know, going into restaurants and vaccination cards and all that. So I was curious, how, how are they handling it over there? In Pakistan. Okay, so situation is quite under control, Christian. Like we have got partial lockdown on during weekdays at 8 p.m. Everything is closed, and uh, Saturday Sundays are complete lockdown. Schools are closed, universities are closed, and uh, you have to wear mask wherever you go. You have to get yourself vaccinated because they are checking your vaccination certificates or cards on roads, on gas stations, in your offices. You will not be, your salary will not be processed if you will not be completely vaccinated. And uh, today, just today, they have decided to uh, open the market on Saturday as well. Apart from that, um, schools are open one week and then they are closed for another week. Same goes for universities. Things are opening like gradually, but still the situation is under control. There are some cases due to Delta variant, but not that much. And um, the government is handling is quite really well, I must appreciate. Like you see, we do not have an option for a complete lockdown because poverty, unemployment, depression, anxiety, divorce rate has already increased a lot. So we cannot go for a complete lockdown because our government will not be able to give money to the people like many other countries are doing. They are giving money to their people with complete lockdowns. But we cannot do that. So our government cannot go for a complete lockdown. But they are still managing it really, really well. And things are quite under control up till now. So I do not know about the future talking about the current situation, it is under control. Um, so you're saying one thing that stuck out to me was you're saying that um, people can't, you know, their their salaries aren't processed unless they so they have to show proof, like use the vaccination card the and, and prove that to their employer, and then they can their their salary is processed. That's how that works. Yes, you have to show. Um, a copy of your card or your certificate to your boss or to the administration or management of your office, only then your salary will be processed. Very interesting. I haven't heard that um, from, I mean, I, that's not something that's happened over here in America, but that's definitely a, a unique thing. I haven't yes, heard that. Um, they even warned about blocking your mobile SIMs if you will not get vaccinated. So really, people really got themselves vaccinated. Do you do you know off the top of your head the the roughly percentage of of like how many people are vaccinated over there? Is it like a pretty big majority of people? I cannot tell you uh, an exact figure, but a lot of people are getting themselves vaccinated. Like you see, we are uh, sorry to say, but um, a lot of people over here are not literate. So there were myths like if you will get vaccinated, you will lose your fertility or you will die after two years. So people were really afraid 
but then when the government started warning people about blocking their sims or uh, stopping their salaries then people had to get themselves vaccinated because you were not allowed to go to any hotel or any restaurant or dine in anywhere or dine out unless and until you will not be vaccinated so we had no other option other than getting vaccinated people were left with no other option yeah it's definitely seems like a, a, a somewhat effective tactic to and to to get people to you know get get the shot is it is it two shots that they do over there yes it is or two is it shots just one? up to now it is two shots two shots but even but i have seen cases where people uh, cast corona even after getting two shots but very rare yeah i've heard of that uh, happening a bit over here as well um i've just heard that you know if you have at least if you have it then you're if you do get sick if you do catch it then it's uh less effect, like it's less intense yes you don't get as sick exactly are are the are the hospital like the hospital system over there is it is it pretty filled up with people who have it or is it uh, going um, pretty well like the healthcare system initially hospital system really crashed but now it is under control but now things are under control and uh, hospitals are not that much crowded with um corona patients because people have got awareness now if someone is diagnosed of corona they just quarantine themselves rather than going to the hospital and they know what to do what to eat what to drink if the cases are extreme only then people are going to hospitals so when you're just i'm just curious how this all plays out so when you're like going into a restaurant or something is there somebody like at the front door who uh checks the vaccination cards and stuff like that yes. or their managers or waiters they ask you for evidence of your shots of your vaccination they ask you to show whether you have got vaccinated or not so there is a system that you do, if you if you are not having the card or you are not having and the certificate then you have to text on a number 1166 and if you are completely vaccinated you will re- receive an sms within seconds that you are vaccinated you have to show that to the waiter or to the manager oh okay that's very interesting so so you you know you're if you're going out to eat you sit down and they have you text this number that that 1166 number you are not even allowed to sit down you have to show that text oh, okay. or the evidence then you will be allowed to enter okay and they send that text pretty quick and then you can just you yes. just show the show the okay very interesting i haven't heard of, of that being done and so whoever's texting back has um obviously access to like all the vaccination records that is an automatic system um connected to our oh, okay. nadra nadra is the national system of uh, our id cards they issue id cards very interesting that's uh, is that um and so that that happens extremely quickly if it's automatic then right yes. like you just get the text back immediately and and can show it to the and yes. waitress and is that is that just uh you know for and that's for everywhere you go like if you're going grocery shopping how does does it work the same way before you walk in you have to kind of do that same thing um well not on the grocery shops you have to wear mask at any cost but they don't ask for uh, they are up to now they are not asking for 
any evidence vaccination evidence on grocery shops it is only happening in restaurants and sometimes army and police come on the roads and they start checking things but not on daily basis do they do is that like random checks like the the police there they do random vaccination checks yes, or these are random checks do and so if they find that you're not vaccinated what do they do then they will stop you right there and uh, you will either they will um matlab either they will take you with them they will find you in one way or another your mobile will be taken or your sim will be blocked like they will charge you with something okay so they'll 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 do something to help encourage you again to go get yes. go get vaccinated do they do they take you to go get vaccinated in some cases or is it they will stop you right there then somebody from they will stop you right there then somebody from your home will have to come and save you so in order to avoid all of that all of the hassle people are getting themselves vaccinated because the most important thing is you will not get your salary if you will not be vaccinated you know that is serious case yeah that seems like a incredibly um effective way to to sort of uh, sort of i guess in a, in a sense hold the salary hostage exactly. to, until you get the vaccination so just looking at at another thing that you had mentioned on twitter that was interesting you said that during lockdowns the crime rates went up and depression and stuff went up. I was just wondering if you could kind of tell me a little bit about how that all has played out. Is it, has it been like a lot of theft or has it been more like um, violence or, or what's been going on during like when you guys were in lockdowns? Well, uh, theft was there. Poverty increased. People were starving. There was not violence, I must say. But yes, theft increased it has increased a lot more than a previous few years because obviously there is unemployment there is frustration so people are um trying to get themselves employed or i mean situation is a bit sad a lot of qualified people are not getting jobs anymore because people are unable to pay to their employees businesses have suffered a lot of loss so theft has increased violence has not increased is uh is your industry do you know which industries roughly are, are kind of the most affected i know over here one of the ones that's been affected the most is um like people like the service industry so like going out to eat and getting uh getting some food at a restaurant yeah. is they're really looking for workers right now because there's not very many workers. And I, that was really hit hard during the pandemic because that, you know, person to person interaction, the businesses that were based on that were extremely affected. Is that, has it kind of been a similar effect over there? Uh, Christian, a lot of businesses got badly affected, including those that were providing services, um, including our education sector, children were not going to the school teachers were not being paid um and obviously these uh, the people who were going from home to home for doing work they were not allowed to enter homes due to covid so a lot of businesses got affected very very badly people had to suffer a lot of loss okay. 
restaurants hotels marriage halls got badly affected so yeah and i am and our education sector has also suffered a lot because there are a lot of private schools and universities and students were not going to schools schools did not have enough money to pay to the teachers so that sector has also suffered a lot one thing that has okay. bloomed during these days is uh, the kind of job that i am doing that is e learning electronic learning we worked really hard during these days we have to record a lot of lectures so that we can upload as much stuff as we can for the students so they can learn online their time should not be wasted so this industry has bloomed a lot and it is still blooming because schools are still not opening uh, even if they are um open they are open for one week and then they are closed for one week okay do they do they alternate is or is it just they they reopen for the one week and it's like uh the it's rates are too high alternate or, 50% oh, in alternate. one week and 50% the next week that makes sense so i guess just speaking directly into what you're doing you're you're kind of helping to facilitate the e-learning process which is i i think that's awesome i think that's very important especially given what's going on right now um is is it have you seen a lot of teachers that have lost their jobs because they they are you know trying to go to the brick and mortar schools to teach or have a lot of teachers sort of transitioned into this uh, e-learning and trying to put content online for their students no question a lot of people have uh, lost their jobs and you know uh, it is hard to find teachers uh, having the confidence to come in front of camera and then teach because mm-hmm. this is a totally different thing this is not like teaching in a regular classroom you know there are no students in front of you there is camera in front of you and you have to teach and then after recording our videos we get them edited we add animations to them uh, to make them interesting for the students so uh teachers a lot of teachers lost their jobs and they did not get them again people are still losing their jobs in education sector so very few teachers are uh, like shifted to e learning because everybody is not okay. capable of coming in front of camera and speaking confidently because this is a little different field from ordinary teaching yeah i i imagine it would be a, a difficult transition are so just speaking specifically to your circumstance are you were you a teacher in a in a actual classroom before or is this something that you've started doing during covid no i was i was a teacher but i didn't go to a regular school i was just a teacher teaching home tuitions uh, so this was actually my first job i was i got selected because i was a debater and i had a good stage confidence so they selected me because my my accent was okay my confidence was okay my appearance was okay that is why but this is actually my first job and then since um after completing one project we started working on another project and then an, another project so this is how we are going so do students um do they i mean i imagine there's some students who are doing your who are going through your material who would be uh are, are they are they in both you know the alternating one week on one week off school or are the students who are learning your material just using 
online material or is, is that even an option? That material is open for everyone, Christian. There are no boundaries. Oh, it okay. is available on YouTube. Anyone from any part of the world can watch it. Okay, very cool. That's awesome. That's so. Uh, that's, even that's you incredible. can watch it if you want to. So I do have one one specific question. I think that one thing I like asking people is kind of what they think the. Uh, I get. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned depression rates and stuff, and divorce and things like that had gone up. Um, from the lockdowns, I like. I, I wonder what the. Uh, what you think the the long term psychological effects of of lockdowns and just all of COVID? I was just you know wondering what what you think those might be. Well, Christian, a lot of things have come up during the situation: depression and anxiety increased because people were not having jobs, they were not having enough money, they were sitting at home, they had nothing, they had nowhere to go, they had nothing to do, so they fell into depression, and uh, there were a lot of um, even the domestic abuse increased. But now the situation is getting a bit better. But I must say, still, a lot of psychological effects. Because things were very normal before. Children were going to the school. People were going to their regular jobs. But all of a sudden, everything closed. So it was difficult to handle. It is still difficult. A lot of... Because, you know... Um, Things have also become expensive due to various reasons, due to rise in uh, the price of petrol in the global market. And uh, that has caused a lot of things like out of the reach of parents. Parents are unable to teach their children. Uh, people have stopped sending their schools to uh, stop sending their children to schools because they cannot pay their fees. So that is another issue that is coming up. Because people got lost their jobs and they didn't have enough money to pay for their children. So a lot of things are going on and there will be very long-lasting psychological effects. Absolutely. I I agree. I think a, a lot of the effects of COVID are going to be, we're going to be seeing them played yes, out for and years COVID and years is to come. still here and I've heard that it will be here till 2024, you know. And another effect mm -hmm. was that people were unable to travel who came back from other countries to Pakistan. They are stuck here and they cannot go back. And then they received their um, termination letters. They were not called back. And that was and that caused an increase in the frustration rate. A lot of people came back from other countries, from the Bay, from USA, from Canada, and from many other countries for vacations or due to COVID or due to any other reason. And then they were not allowed to go back. They are staying here. They are stuck over here. Are they are they stuck over there because their their home country isn't letting them back in because of COVID due concern? Or are reasons, they stuck due there to, because... Uh, many of them have lost their jobs. Because obviously COVID has okay. uh, affected other countries as well, not just Pakistan. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people who came from Dubai or UAE, they got their termination letters. They have not been called back by the agencies or by their boss or whatever you uh, call it. So there mm -hmm. are various reasons. Even my sister, my sister, she lives in Australia. Uh, she's unable to travel because the tickets are too expensive 
and other you have to quarantine before traveling and then you have to quarantine after reaching pakistan and then when you go back you have to quarantine again so that is a hell lot of cost so people are stuck actually mm-hmm. we are unable to meet our cousins our dear ones that is an other frustration yeah it's 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 interesting because we've been in this uh era of time for the last i mean for a long time now where we've really been able to pretty freely move about the entire world going to different countries when you know as long as you have your papers and different things you can go all to a lot of places very easily and and now we're seeing a pretty big restriction on that especially you know talking about australia they especially there there's a lot of quarantine rules and a lot of uh travel restrictions yeah, that they are, are huge they are still there. in complete lockdown especially sydney because cases were increasing is so how does uh that kind of brings up another question i had is oh is what what is the quarantine rules for over in pakistan when someone if someone is able to get into the country you know they they fly in is there is there quarantine rules that they have to you know they have to quarantine for 2 weeks no matter what uh when they arrive or or is it only if there's a positive test or how does quarantine rules work over um, there um honestly speaking christian i don't know a lot about it but i've just heard that you have to go through a test and you have to prove that you are uh, that you have got your vaccinations Mm-hmm. and uh, but before going back you are checked on the airport and if you are corona positive you are not allowed to travel and then you have to quarantine for 14 days at any cost okay okay and that's 14 days at any cost if you if you do have covid if you test positive yeah. for covid right do they do those quarantines like in a hotel over there do they have a facility that they do them at or or is it just you know at, at home if you live there or or how did, do you know how that works at all no no tells you can stay in a in your own home i guess kind of just cuz i'm curious on on what people think about all the stuff that's happening around them do you do you, what do you, what do, i guess what do you kind of think about how your country's handled this is it is it kind of frustrating seeing this or do you think that it should be more more mobility and more freedom and and are you, do you support the the vaccination card mandate stuff or or what do you think I actually support all of this that the government is doing card mandate stuff but I'm all I've also got fed up um because of uh, these lockdown things you come like I am working from 9 to 6 and the lockdown starts at 8 p.m. so you have only got 2 hours for buying any stuff that you want and weekends are like complete lockdown so you can actually not go for shopping or buy something for yourself and things are becoming a bit boring but now they are opening things lockdowns will be a little uh, they are going to increase the timings of markets it was hard it was really hard christian we had never been through all this ever before obviously because i live in pakistan my family also got affected financially and psychologically it was hard hard for all of us but um by the grace of god i got a job in a sector that was actually blooming during covid but apart from that things were really worse we were not allowed to go anywhere nobody was allowed to come to our home because we were careful not to get anybody in trouble things are getting better and i am actually very happy that a government handled it all really really well 
after all that has happened after all the inflation after all the frustration and stuff like that and then there are many other things that we have to see like um, things that are happening in afghanistan we are their neighbor we have to see to that as well and elections are coming up we are uh, we have to pay prayer for that as well but still i think the government is doing really really well they have controlled the situation in a really good manner uh, you mentioned afghanistan there are you guys taking uh, a lot of like refugees and stuff in from afghanistan up to now christian no not a lot but i fear that we will have to if the situation does not improve in afghanistan because we are a neighboring country mm-hmm. we cannot keep ourselves separated from them we will obviously mm-hmm. be affected but let's see what happens we are not in a position to take refugees yeah it's that's the difficulty right now is you have that situation but then you also have the covid concern you don't want to you don't want to just bring in a ton of people yeah, who may or may not be exactly. you know positive for covid we already and, have a lot of afghanis in our country if you work till 6 and the lockdown begins at 8 o'clock that's pretty it's a pretty short little window to kind of get your get grocery shopping done or just shopping or just going out and doing just kind of yeah, getting out of the house yeah you cannot go out you cannot dine out you cannot go anywhere because what will you do in 2 hours it takes you one hour to travel yeah. from your job back to your home and then you are so tired you cannot go anywhere so if they if if you were to go out just hypothetically and you're um you're out after 8 o'clock what what typically happens to people who are out past the uh past the 8 o'clock window like you are allowed to go out pharmacies are open and uh, you can uh, like take away orders are allowed you can travel if you want to like if you go out for a fun ride you can you just have to wear masks and you must be having your cards or vaccination certificates it is not that you are not allowed to move in your on the roads or in your countries or in your parks but restaurants are closed hotels are closed a lot of shops are closed grocery shops are closed so you actually do not have any um, parks are also closed over a lot of places so you have nothing to do even if you go out if you go want to go out for a walk or for a fun ride you are allowed to go there are no restrictions is that and you you mentioned the the lockdown starting at 8 p.m. is that are you able to do like go on a walk after like in the ev- like at night in the evening hours yes, is yes. that you're allowed to move it's just that shops are closed so people do not prefer going out Okay. Yeah, I guess that kind of that kind of uh, defeats the purpose in in one sense if you're wanting to go out, wanting to go do something and and everything's closed yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's, it's hard to go out for a walk and eat ice cream or enjoy something. Shops are closed. What will you do other than taking a little walk? So, for your for your job, you know, you you're you're in a you're in a field that's that's booming pretty good, uh, especially, you know, with the e-learning and everything. like that online learning is when you when you are working do they just cuz i'm kind of curious about how that all works is is do they like ask you to like which content you want to create videos on or is there like a demand for specific um material for the for the students or is or is how does that all kind of okay, so work out okay so let me tell you when i started we were given books specific books syllabus books of oxford 
and uh, like i had to teach social studies to students of uh, from class 4 to class 8 we had books we divided them into lectures and then we gave lectures by reading through those books and by um preparing our lectures like we had specific material that we had to represent in front of camera right now we are working on another project since we have got four provinces pakistan has got four provinces okay so um different provinces have different syllabus so we are recording lectures for all the provinces recording lectures of pakistan studies and other subjects i am taking pakistan studies classes so i am given the material and i am given some instructions that you have to represent the lecture this way and you have to take care of this thing and that thing then i am allowed to present the lecture then my lecture is uh, checked by my boss or by my management it is edited it is rechecked and after that it is allowed to be it is allowed to get uploaded on the youtube i am given with a book and i have to prepare my lecture from that book so there there is kind of a uh, i guess you could call it like a curriculum that you yes we are teaching specific curriculum very nice so okay do they just upload all of those to just one one single youtube channel or is there like different channels for um different subjects or something or no, is it just are, all on one? like uh, the the i must say the system that we are working for is uh it has got a specific name like um, they have got schools and they have got their university and they have got a news channel of their own so the lectures are uploaded under the name of that school like if you want for an example if uh, if i'm saying that the name of that the organization for which i am working the name of that organization is allied schools by the name of allied schools so there is a proper youtube channel of allied schools and videos are uploaded on that channel specific channel okay and are are you guys seeing pretty pretty good, big amounts of success like in in the viewership and people who are who are kind of going picking through this content yes we had a lot of viewers but then there was one problem that if you want to watch our lectures you must have a smartphone an internet connection or a laptop so the people who are not having mm-hmm. these things will be unable to watch this is one problem that you will mm-hmm. face yeah that's one thing i was uh i i was thinking about is um it, it's hard to uh, you know the reaching some of the some of the lower um yeah. some of like the people who are a little lower in ses status and So it's hard to to kind of bridge that there are certain areas in pakistan where there is no internet connection so mm. we can't reach yeah. students over that over those areas is there is there any um projects or plans that you guys have to to sort of get area get internet in those areas or to like sort of bring bring the content to those people in a sort of unique way i know that here in america there's been places where um in kind of the 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 more poor areas they've done things where they've had like buses that have wifi on them and and they've been able to kind of like a traveling library almost in a sense but instead of like a bunch of books on there it's like some 
Chromebooks or like laptops that people can come and, and use on the bus for a little bit and then they can leave? Is there anything like that? Well, uh, no, Christian, unfortunately not. Uh, even if they are, I don't know about it yet because I'm not of that area. Like I'm not from the mm. internet uh, industry, but I, I haven't heard of any such thing. Not up till now. It is really hard mm. to provide internet to those areas. They are hilly areas. Government is working on this, but not to a great extent. I haven't heard any such story yet. Yeah, it's it's definitely that would definitely be a, a a very big difficult project, especially if those areas don't already have like the ability to take on like you know the capability of having internet to begin yeah, with. Yeah, because they are sure. uh, they, they are mostly the northern areas of Pakistan. They are hilly areas. Uh, it is hard to go over there. Transportation mm. problems are there. So yeah, it is it is a difficult project. Well, I think I think that you've answered many of my questions. I, I definitely, it's a, very cool to see a different side of COVID. Obviously, I mean, I'm I live in America, and so we, you know, have our own our own host of issues and things yeah. over here that we're dealing with. But it's it's good to kind of get a different perspective on what's going on in different countries because, um, you know, that's that's important. It's important to know kind of what's happening. Um, and I think it's really cool and and, and noble that you're that you're doing this. Uh, you know, this e-learning and helping to facilitate that. Cause I think that's, I definitely think that's one of the biggest, uh, uh, one of the biggest effects that we're going to see from COVID is this, uh, this desire or growth that's going to happen online rather than, mm-hmm. um, always face to face, face to face learning is great too. And it's, it's nice. It has its own benefits, but but using the internet, I mean, it's just getting bigger and bigger. Technology is just growing bigger and bigger and, and having more of an impact always. And so I think yeah. that's really awesome that you that you guys are doing that. It's a good Thank project. You. To Thank you on. so much. Um, well, Anna, I, I really appreciate chatting with you. That was that was very insightful. I, I probably will end up having uh, additional questions. I'll, I'll end up thinking of down the road. Maybe we could chat again or, or I can I can shoot you another message or something. But uh I really, really appreciate you taking the time to to chat with me. Thank you so much. No problem at all, Christian. Thank you so much for having me on your show. If you had a favorite interview point or thoughts about Pakistan's response, you can share that with me either in the comments on Substack or over on Twitter. My handle is at C-A-S-H-L-I-M-A-N, at C-Ashleman. This pandemic has been a total whirlwind of craziness, but I'm really grateful for people like Anam who are willing to sit down and discuss the circumstances they are in because we're all just trying to figure this thing out. I'd love to know what your takeaways were, what you enjoyed or didn't about this discussion. Remember, the best way to support the show is by heading over to bedletter.substack.com and subscribing. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you know. One share really does go a long way. The links to everything, including the article I wrote on Pakistan's 
pandemic response can be found in the description of this episode. I hope you all have an awesome week. I'm Christian, this is Bed Letter, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.